everyone. Dave and Jeff doing our second podcast of the week. It's on a Wednesday. We said we're going to go on Thursdays. We haven't done one Thursday no, one yet. No, I completely fucked that up. <laughs> and we won't do one next week yeah. on Thursday either. I don't know what our schedule will be next week, so just uh, deal with it. When are you head to Toronto? I leave a week from tomorrow, so I leave Thursday of okay. next week, and I'm gone to the following Wednesday night. So, But everything's, everything's jacked okay. up. I yeah. was all excited. I thought I was going to see the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. They choke again. They've quickly the Maple Leafs. Dave, I I know you don't really pay attention um, to the NHL. I know you pay attention to yeah. the Kings and shit. But the Toronto Maple Leafs Hockey Hall of Fames. They're they're an iconic franchise. Yeah. You know all that shit. Of Everybody knows all Sweet that. Sweet Dougie Gilmore. How's how do you do this year? <laughs> he did not do well at all. <laughs> but the thing is, like. The NHL, anybody involved in the NHL, I think, my company is is works with the NHL. Yeah. If your particular team can't get in, it would be so good for the league to have the Maple Leafs win. Oh, yeah. The Hockey Hall of Fame's there. It's an iconic franchise. And in my eyes, they have become the Boston Red Sox of the 80s. They have. They went out and they got the head coach and Mike Babcock, who had been successful. Yeah. They've had great drafts with young players like John uh, Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, William Nylander. They spent money on a veteran guy in John Tavares, the number one free agent. And I think it's the third year in a row they've gone out in the first round. Insane. Yeah, and they were up uh, three games to two. They lost at home and then went on the road and got beat by Boston last night. They're eliminated. But it just, I was excited to be there. I love yeah. this city. I've only been there for a week. But I really everybody did. loves the city. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people think Kawhi might stay. The city's so great. Man, Demar Derozan cried. You know yeah. when he got traded. It, I don't know. I I love Montreal. I went to Montreal in October and I was there, and I have a really good friend who lives there. So we're gonna hang out for a week, which would be fun. And but I wanted to see the Leafs. Well, yeah. the Leafs are out. This friend of mine works for the Oshawa Generals. They get eliminated tonight. Now Vlad Jr. gets called up That's on Friday. Cool. And that's my question for you. Yeah. The Twins are in town Monday and Tuesday next week, but it's American League Baseball in a dome. Yeah. I have two options, even with Vlad Jr. I can get tickets and go to Sky Dome, or is my night better off hanging out with a friend of mine uh, at a bar, having beer, nachos, doing the whole thing, and just have the game on in the background? No, idiot. You go to Sky Dome. You, you know so? what? You're going to be one of the very few people on the planet that saw Tatis and Vlad Jr. Oh, like play that. in the same first month of their careers. Yeah, like that. All right, I might do it. Just yeah. go. Yeah. So uh, all yeah. that's going on. And then go to the bar afterwards. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Oh, a, fuck yeah. <laughs> at, uh, it's a great city, man. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyways, for the podcast schedule. That's cool, though. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's a good place to go. All so, right. Well, since you started with hockey, I got a hockey question for you. Because sure. two crazy things happened last Whoa. night. Almost at the same time. Okay. Okay. I was watching basketball. You were watching hockey. Yes. I'm watching Damian Lillard, and we won't spend a lot of time because everybody has seen the shot. Oh, awesome. But I'm watching him dribble, and I'm like, is this one of those where he doesn't know the fucking score? Like, what are you doing? He's almost at half court. I heard somebody tell me today, Dave, that beyond whatever the number is, 33 feet yeah. or 35 feet, he's something like a 60% shooter. Is That's that amazing. number right? That probably is because you don't shoot a lot of them. We don't get stats them. right yeah. too often on this show. No. So I don't know. Somebody gave that to yeah. me. That's that's insane. The fact that he's doing it and you're watching his teammates like, let's go, let's go. Except for Seth Curry, who's along the bench yeah. 
telling Oklahoma City, your season's about to end. <laughs> and then he just stares at him like a little toady. Had nothing to do with the play at all, but I loved it. I he, did too. It was awesome. It was really cool. And fuck yes. Oklahoma City. I can't stand them. Right, me too. So th- that was great. But at the same time, then, on hockey on the other side. Oh, boy. I'm getting text messages left and right. And I'm like, what hockey game? What the fuck is everyone talking about? It was unbelievable. Okay. So two things. One is the five-minute major. Uh-huh. I'm hearing people lose their shit, saying it was a horrible call. Then it this, was. This morning, I'm talking to guys who are diehard hockey guys. Yeah. Who are saying it was the right call. No. You thought it was a horrible call. It's a horrible call. So here's what happens. Last night, we have game seven, San Jose and Vegas. In San Jose, the Sharks notoriously, like the Leafs, collapse. Uh Vegas is up three to nothing in the third period. Joe Pavelski, the captain of the San Jose Sharks, gets cross-checked in the chest. He falls, hits the ice, and starts bleeding. Yeah. The referees, without looking at a replay, determined that he was hit by a high stick, which caused the injury. And if you cause somebody to bleed... That's a five-minute major. If you're an L.A. Kings fan, you remember in the New Jersey Devils Stanley Cup yeah. that the Kings used that to their benefit. Yeah, and it's funny. Dan- the guy who told me today was a Devils fan. Yeah. Yeah. But that was a legit penalty. Last night, what happened was the referees overreacted. They looked, they saw the blood, and they said five-minute major. What <laughs> the San Jose Sharks did was they scored four goals in five minutes. They how, does that, down, how does that fucking happen? Well, that's Dave, that's the question. Because while the referees missed the call, yeah. and to me it's a great chicken or egg debate if you're a hockey fan. We talked about it in our office all day. Yes, it should have been a two-minute minor. And really, if you're Vegas, you go, we give up one. Yeah. It's three to one, and we're full strength for 15 minutes to go in the game. But what I saw was a Vegas team that was absolutely horrendous on the penalty kill that had a complete meltdown, couldn't do anything, and San Jose took advantage of it. You got to stop somebody. You yeah. absolutely have to stop somebody. And to me, they just they they tanked. But Vegas had gotten a little cocky. I think so, too. Yeah, they got like a little Like, I'm already cocky. tired of Vegas. Yeah. Like, they needed – I felt bad for Marc-Andre Fleury, the goalie. Yeah. Who was standing on his head, our favorite term. <laughs> but, Dave, it was – I've been in that building for fights yeah. in the in the uh, SAP Center, and it's been great. But I've never been there for hockey. But what a scene as that place goes crazy. Now, San Jose goes ahead 4-3. to three, Yeah. Less than a minute to go in the game. Vegas pulls Marc-Andre Fleury and scores with about 25 seconds to go in the game to force overtime. Overtime was fantastic, but Vegas was really sloppy to me in overtime. They could not make any passes, and San Jose comes down and wins it. I mean, I'm sorry, Dave, you've coached enough things. At some point, if you're George McVie, the GM, or you're Gerard Gallant, I tell my team, I go, look, I don't want to hear shit about the penalty. Yeah. I want to know what happened to our penalty kill because it's game seven. Exactly. Stop somebody. But amazing, amazing comeback. Really, really fun. All right. <laughs> I was thinking about this because the amount of goals in that amount of time right. seems crazy. Right. I mean, it just seems like it should never happen. Can you do this in hockey? 
can you put your goalie, let's say, dead center right in the goal, and uh-huh. then take everyone else on the on the ice and almost stand knee to knee <laughs> and just make like a human shield and let the guys just sit rifling the puck off you a million times? <laughs> I mean, don't you have a better chance of not giving up wow. a goal that way? They just, they just, I, they just collapsed. Like they just knew they looked like somebody waiting. They looked like a boxer waiting to get hit. You've seen boxers. Yeah. I mean, we talk about Mike Tyson, Dave. That walked in and they were defeated. Yeah, man. By at, I I feel like I could make a pretty valid argument that after the first goal, yeah, Vegas was done. Even when they were wow. still ahead three to one. Wow. I felt like everything came out of them and they just they just turtled. Who it was are, crazy? Who are we rooting for? Because I know you hate, hate San Jose. I do hate San Jose, yeah. but but the way Vegas had gotten mouthy and gotten a little snarky. Yeah. I have a couple of really good buddies that love San Jose. Um, I just, yeah, Gerard Gallant, these guys, they just, they think they're better than they are. Um, when San Jose got that first goal, I wanted to yeah. see Vegas lose. And so now I have two buddies at work that love San Jose, and I always compliment them on how great it must be to have such a fun year and then be able to get early tea times. <laughs> And I kept telling them today, I go, I got to tell you guys something, man. We're 1-0 with me on the bandwagon. This is great. And they're like, get your ass off the bandwagon. Your team suck. The Raiders suck. The goddamn uh, Kings suck. We yep. don't need you. I'm like, here we go. <laughs> here we go, Sharks. Here we go. Yeah. But, um, but no, I was excited to see the Leafs. So the Leafs are out. So now it's just kind of, I can just watch it and enjoy it as a fan. Oh I, don't, my I don't have a horse in the race. All right. Speaking of guys who are who are bad luck to everything yes. they get involved with. Yes. Let's start with Sean Merriman. <laughs> Lights okay. on radio? Well, yes. He is. He is. Sean Merriman, if you notice, every side he takes or everything he gets behind falls apart. Right. It does. Crush that no. bare knuckle boxing, uh, boxing, boxing promotion. Yeah. When the Chargers, the talk of they were going to go to L.A., he jumped on the part to stay yeah. here in San Diego. They fucking end up in L.A. And who's the first guy waiting to high five and when they right. get to L.A.? Right. Sean Merriman. Merriman. Everything he fucking touches falls apart. I'm telling you, he's, he's bad luck, Sean. Yeah. Okay. He was lights on radio for us at Extra. Yeah. And he crashed that. Yeah. We were supposed to build a whole fucking station around him in 2007. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. So when you look at when you look at Sean Merriman, and there's a story that came out yesterday that Kaplan's trying to find investors possibly to take care of 1090, get him back on there, and Sean Merriman would be a guy. Now, again, these are all just rumors mm-hmm. that Sean Merriman would be a guy that would bring a lot of money to the table to make this thing go. The deal is Sean Merriman wants, from what I'm hearing, he wants a midday fight only show that would run basically at 12 o'clock. A what show? Fights. Wants to talk fighting. <laughs> at 12 noon? 12 noon, midday. I did a, I did a fight show for two and a half yeah, years. Yeah. We did Saturday morning. Yeah, that's my point. It Once went, a week for an hour. You're a huge fight guy. Yeah. And you, you understand the draw. Right. You're also a hockey guy. You understand right. the draw. Right. I like the NBA. You can't just talk NBA. It, it gets old. Oh, boy. Yeah. Who's going to do that show with him? There's nobody over there. Uh, Alex Padilla? Padilla's I wouldn't guy. work with him. It's, he's bad like Sean. Something bad's going right. to happen to you. Anyway, that, that's one of the stories that's going around, oh, that Sean Merriman's interested in getting money together for and the station. And fire Darren. Well, I don't know. what he out with yeah. Al Bernstein. Exactly, with Al Bernstein. I don't know what the hell they're going to do. Some guy you never heard of that just tells Sean he's great. I have no fucking idea. But that's that was the rumor going around. And so... You're looking at writing a check for seventy five thousand to a hundred thousand a month to keep that shit going. Right. That, that's what it costs to keep ten ninety going. Yeah. Even if you negotiate let's say you negotiate the tower down. Yeah. 
to 50 grand. All right. Well, then you still have to pay salaries and insurance and the light bill yeah. and everything else, right? Yeah. God, why would you do it? That's that's the big question, and I bet you that's what Scott's thinking right now. Why would we do it? And maybe the do what Dave and Jeff are doing, what other people are doing, as far as hey, the streaming thing works. You have your fan base that will follow you, and you grow it because word of mouth it will take off. Mm-hmm. I mean, Joe Rogan, word of mouth, things started to take off. Yeah, it's a huge right. podcast. I mean, guys making seventy five million a year doing it. Right. So Scott can say it doesn't cost me anything to go what the future is, or do I try and hang on to yesteryear? and pay all this money out of my pocket or find other people to do it for me. Look, I'll say this, and and I'm not even joking. What what would be really good for 1090 right now is if 97.3 was good. If 97.3 is good, I like it. I've liked it is, is, as a fight fan, Dave. Uh, anybody who's a UFC fan, I did a lot of work with Strike Force, and you like yeah. it because there's a natural competition. 97.3 this morning, coach, um, who's been given a fantastic opportunity to take over mornings with Cilio out. Do you think they're given an opportunity to take mornings over or he's just holding down the fort till they find the real guy? Okay, but even if that's the case, they need help in middays. Yes. So they need help in middays. So if you're not the morning guy, if you're coach, you need to take this opportunity and say, you're going to have to force me out of here. Because I'm going to build up enough momentum with me on this show that if I if you take me off, people are going to be incredibly upset. <laughs> right? And a week in, fucking coach. Who, who's going to be upset besides coach's wife? No, but that's what I'm... They're the second worst station in town. Yeah. Incredibly upset. Dave, he fucking threw the towel in today. He's 100% out of gas. And he should 100% be embarrassed. You think he's wearing a suit at 5 in the morning? Oh, he's doing a Padre pullover. But this morning, he's doing Mount Rushmore of San Diego yeah, sports. You're right. Holy fuck. Are you kidding me? Dude, come on. That, to me, is you're out of gas, you're done, you quit, game over, yeah. clear out, and let's bring in the fucking guess who. Yeah. Because your 10 minutes are up. Nobody gives a shit about the Mount Rushmore in San Diego. And if you're doing that when given an opportunity... It's an insult, in my opinion, to everybody in that 1090 building. Everybody yeah. in that 1090 building that doesn't know what they're going to do next, and you're given an opportunity, or for anybody else that has contacted that station and looked for a chance to go, and you're completely fucking mailing it in. And I love the guy, but I would I would tell him tonight, you got to fucking get your head out of your ass. Don't ever, if I'm his PD... I go in there at 5.15 and go, how much fucking effort did you put into this show? You clearly don't care. Because to come in and do the Mount Rushmore of San Diego sports, when you've got Paddock throwing today, we're two days out from the draft. We have Lillard last night. The NHL, even in a, you know what you need to do, John? We are not a hockey city. People love the Gulls. You need to make me interested in the NHL. You're a storyteller. Be compelling or get the fuck out of here. Holy shit. Does he call him John or coach? Hey, I tell you what. Boy, oh boy, this has been great. Let's go out to Mary Carphone. Hello? Hey, Mary, who you got for your Mount Rushmore? Well, uh, Tony Gwynn. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> 
Right? <laughs> no, what's funny is he does start every sentence with I tell you what. Just like you just yeah. did. That's what's fucking hilarious. Oh, how many ball games did you see with him playing? <laughs> what? That's all right, Mary. Go ahead. Who else do you have? Uh, Julie V. Oh, yeah. Double deuce, triple E. The one and only. Hey, Mary, I'm sorry. My boss is fucking losing his mind outside the window right now. Hang on. He's holding up a, a Etch-A-Sketch and it says, uh, you're fired. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, it's been a fun show. And uh, if you need me, I'll be working at Lowe's driving a forklift because I fucking couldn't give less of a shit to prepare for this show. And if you need me in about 10 minutes, I'm going to be out in a station wagon right on Aero Drive crying. <laughs> crying big coach tears. And acting like it's the pollen. Oh, I mean, what fuck. the fuck? That is the, one of those evergreen topics that he, you do on fucking December 21st. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're right. They beat the number one offensive team in baseball. And guess what? They're the t- 20 toughest games of you're- the season coming up. And they're 2-0. and And Paddock was pitching today. Just like you said, a day game. On your station. On your station. Here's the other thing that I don't know that any of those guys want to hear. Yeah. And this applies to every show. And you you need to fucking pay attention to this if you want to be relevant. Yeah. I don't need to hear the same fucking guest every week. AJ Casvel does not need to be on every fucking week. Amy Trask does not need oh to gosh. be on. Annie Heilbrunn does not need to fucking be on every week. That's lazy booking from you. Nobody gives a shit. You should have Annie, Amy, AJ Casavell, uh, Amy and Annie, and anybody else in that area, and not yeah. just because they're women. Dave, give me other people who are. No, you're, you're, Scott Miller. Yeah. Like all these guys, Bob Nightingale, Dan Shanka. It should be on. Every show in San Diego uses the same guys. Quarterly. Yep. Once every three months. Find find me something that I haven't heard and be compelling. Yeah. I don't need to hear fucking Cassville tell me what Ty France is going to do. Yeah. I love Amy Trask, but man, too much Amy Trask. Too much. Too much Annie Heilbrunn. Yeah. I love Annie. God damn. You got 300 fucking people listening. That's why people tune out. All right. Give me prediction right now. What What's 97.3's lineup in six months? Uh, Scott. And fucking BR is still showing up every day. Yeah. Fucking guy didn't was never there for 1090. He, he's at 1090 every day? He's at 1090 every day. Look at that. Um, Kaplan in the mornings. Okay. Uh, Rome. Which is ridiculous. I know it's part of the contract, but yeah. it's an automatic turnoff. Right. Uh, Darren. And yeah. then uh, and then I think they stay with... Um, with Ello and Gwyn. Yeah. Here's what I'd almost do. Tell me if I'm crazy on this one. Okay. <clears throat> I would go Elo and Gwyn in the morning, okay? And I know it's tough, but yeah. I go Elo and Gwyn in the morning. And the reason I say that is I'll go the same lineup. I'm just going to switch the two shows. Scott is already number one in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. He owns that spot. So why would you take him out of being number one? Uh, Kaplan is much more of a morning show guy. I know, but he's killing He's number one. He's not going to be number one in mornings. Sure, I'll be Costa and Judd, but pff, come on. Come on. But I'm just saying he, he owns that drive time afternoon. But I think he could do he could do okay. And in he's the been morning. doing it for I, I agree he's, for seven years. He's not yeah. going to do beat FM guys in the morning. Nobody uh, does in sports radio. No, but he's an it's FM, and they could kind of open it up a little bit. Like I would think. What if you have Susan and Linda and Kaplan in the morning? Wow, 
A lot of Boston chicks. Dude, a lot of Boston chicks. Yeah. Um, I think Kaplan's your morning guy. I really do. I think you want Junior in the afternoon leading into Padre baseball. I think a lot of those guys are Junior that does a bunch show. of games. He does. He'd have to get up early if we had to do a morning show. Yeah, they're not going to do that. Junior's the guy over there. I would just, yeah, I just think, yeah, I understand he's the guy. I'm just saying, you already have the guy that's winning the sl- that slot. You aren't winning it right now in the afternoon. Kaplan's kicking the shit out of you. Well, he is. He was. Yeah, he was when he had a station. Right. And then they put his horse back in the barn. He's walking around his jockey silks, going, what the fuck do I do now? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think Scott's much more, you get Ello in the morning. The fuck did I do to you? Love the guy. <laughs> it's always, uh, always doing that. Yeah, but you're gonna, your junior's yeah. gonna get the shift that he wants, and he that's fine. But you're gonna want him in the afternoon, leading into Padre baseball. That's interesting, I, and I bet you Scott would be happy going back to mornings. Yeah, he has so much going to, on. It's right. like he needs those afternoons. Yeah, I'd, I'd give Kaplan six to nine, Rome nine to noon, uh, Darren. Uh, the Rome th- contract's worth worse than the Hosmer contract. Yeah, it's bad. I mean, it's an automatic fail. Yeah, Darren noon to three, and I would cut. I'd go uh, Gwen and and uh, and Ello. Yeah, three to six, and then whatever they go to at night. I think it's tough for them because I think. CBS, How about Woods over there? Do post game. Um, Talk Padres afterwards. Yeah, man, I'd like to. I'd like. I'd like him in there somewhere. I'd like him in. Shit. I mean, they talked about putting him with Darren. I mean, they had talked about him and Darren doing mornings at 1090. There's no way Darren does that. I don't know about that. I don't think Darren does that. I think Darren's 100% happy the way it is. You said it in the last show that we did, that everyone's patting Darren on the back. Nobody ever pushes him. Woods would push him to make him uncomfortable. Yeah, I think what the challenge would be for all those guys going into that building is, right now, you're, you're, you're the star. You're in a building where you need to be the star. And you're not going to be the star in in that intercom building because KSON and Sonny yeah. and Kixie, to a certain extent, really drive the ship. And all those guys are going to be the ones that get all the cool things. And remember like when we were kids or shit, it's probably when our parents were kids, but this would be the analogy that I've used with friends over there to get them ready for it. Because we ran into it at iHeart. But remember, every now and then you'll see some guy. We'll see it at the NBA. Where they'll have like 10 broomsticks and they're spinning plates, right? The sports stations are the plate all the way to the right. Yeah. And they're going to fucking come over and check in on you really quick, really fast. And then they're going to the main ones. Which in that building are KSON and 98.1 and Kixie. Because they drive it. Yep. And if if your ego's ready for you to be the ugly little stepbrother, yeah. then they're going to love you in there. But if you go in there thinking you're going to be a star, it may not happen, in my opinion. Also, I think you have to know, if you go over there, number one, you're lucky to still have a job when it's gone from three to two. But also, at the same time, it's it's kind of like, to me, it would be a breath of fresh air. You're on the FM. Mm-hmm. I mean, you sound good. You're part of the Padres again, which they all, they can yeah. act like their feelings weren't hurt when the Padres left. 100% they were disappointed when the Padres left. Yeah. And if but, you're 13, 16, you see them set a lineup like we just mentioned right now, it's it's definitely over. You're never yeah. going to catch those guys. You never you can chase your tail all you want. You aren't going to catch those guys. You're like, goddamn, more ex-chargers. <laughs> Bring in Fred McCreary. <laughs> Where's Wheelahan? <laughs> God damn it. If I, nobody leaves until Bo Orlando's in the building. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, fuck. They should bring Coach over there. He can do his fucking Mount Rushmore show over there for Vera. <laughs> and Kevin. And Remember that dick Kevin who used to call all the time? Most boring guy. Kevin LaMesa? That guy. You hated Kevin LaMesa. I didn't until I heard him on a show, and then I was like, God damn, this guy is just... I don't know. It's like radiation treatment. <laughs> Terrible. But, yeah. I was listening to, speaking of radio, just just, uh, just off topic, but I heard today. So, the NFL draft is in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. A lot of people in the NFL, they're having a blast in Nashville oh, this week. Yeah. They're having a good time. So, I'm listening. I flip over to the highway, the country station on Sirius, mm-hmm. and they bring on Cole Swindell, who's a country yeah. singer. And so, they bring on the fact that he's a huge Falcons fan, and they pick at 17, and People start booing a little bit, and he's like, well, who the fuck are you guys rooting for? And, like, the whole room yelled Titans at him. Titans, Where yeah. the fuck do you think you are, stupid? stupid. <laughs> just, like, he got his feelings hurt. I was like, this is where the guy's going to literally yeah. throw his headphones off and walk out of the bar right now. Oh, what dummy. And I was like, this is the greatest show, though. I'm like, God dang, if I could do anything, just sit there on Broadway in a yeah. bar every single day and people just walking in. Right. Like, famous people just walking off the street. And, Cruising. You know, hey, get a beer for me? Sure do. Sit down. My stepson um, was there last weekend. Oh, yeah? He'd never been. He loved it. Yeah, loved a great it. time. Nashville is one of those cities where probably like, I think for a lot of people, I was one day where I was like, eh. Yeah. And then you go and you're like, God dang, this is great. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. I love that the NFL is going there. That's cool. That's going to look really cool. Although I will say this, man, I am as out of tune with this draft as I've been is that maybe right? in my entire life. Yeah, it's really a drag. Is it because you aren't uh, you aren't following basically the NFL as much as you used to, or Correct. because you, okay, I thought maybe because you just aren't basically forced to talk NFL. Yeah, uh, it's just I used to love it. I loved it. It helped because the team that we covered, even though I wasn't a fan, they always had felt like they always had a top ten pick. Yeah. So one of the marquee guys was going to go there. It's pretty crazy that. The last number one pick for San Diego is Joey Bosa. And you and I did like a four-hour thing with yeah, him on did. the field at Qualcomm. That's pretty wild in the history of this team. But now you look at they don't pick till late. And I'm completely out of tune with them. The Vikes I pay attention to, but they're going to yeah. draft a fucking center. Who cares about that? And I look at the Raiders and I'm... They're picking I, fourth. Yeah, they're yeah. picking fourth. But, I mean, Dave, the, the story that came out the other day... That they have Mike Mayock in a room, yeah, and fifteen other coaches around the building, uh, calling him, doing fake calls. Hey, this is Pete Carroll. I'm gonna offer you this. What do you think, Mike? What do you think? And and Gruden's like, "Well, go." Oh, jeez. <laughs> right, Mayock's got a list too. I'm like, God damn, Dave, that's just gonna rattle him. Don't do shit like that. Just let the guy run the draft. But I, I just know the Raiders. It's crazy to me. The NFL drafts tomorrow night. Yeah. I'm Great. looking forward to it. I'm always looking forward to it. Well, yeah. Got Alabama guys. I just, the funniest thing that I've seen recently yeah. is the NFL replaying all these drafts. Yeah. So the other night I'm watching 2012 yeah. NFL draft with my savior, Mike Mayock. Yes. Well, I tell you one thing, the Washington Redskins with Robert Griffin, I love Trent Richardson, you're just like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Bad. But, yeah, we'll pay attention to it. I, I do want to see the Nashville element of it, but just kind of a drag because it used to be such an exciting time around here to see what was going to go. The 30 for 30 yeah. playing with Junior. Yeah. 
and remembering back to that day when we nobody in this town thought Junior was going to fall to five. And yeah. when he did, how exciting that was for this entire city. And now they're now they're out of it. And it's just a drag. You know, um, for the for the Raiders, for you and I, who obviously follow the Raiders, the Raiders pick at four, and there there are two guys I one of the Raiders to get. Nick Bosa would be my number one, but they're, they're not going to get Nick Bosa. He's supposed to go number two. Um, he could go number one, but he's supposed to go to the 49ers, which is is crazy. If you're the Bosa family, you yeah. got both your kids playing in the same state. Um, but Quinnen Williams, who a lot of people say, you know, he, he's 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 by far the best player in the draft. Is what you keep hearing. And Josh always says he's one of those guys when he went to school with him in Alabama, he goes, he would be in your back pocket asking a million questions to all the guys in front of him, like, you know, guys who are currently in the NFL. But he goes, man, I goes, I never saw the guy being the player that he is, that he, he's wow. really that good. But it, it, I don't think the Raiders are going to get him. I think the Raiders are going to end up watch with Josh Allen, the, the linebacker from Kentucky. Where do, like, you think, where do you think Williams goes? And so I think he goes to the Jets at three. I think he ends up going uh, three overall. But, and you know, it, it's funny, though. When you look at these drafts, like if they have – we're talking next year's draft tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We'd completely be off on the number one guy. A year ago at this time, Ed Oliver, the defensive tackle from yeah. Houston, was supposed to be the guy. Yeah. And now they, he might still go top ten, but he's not far and away the number one guy. People weren't talking Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray right. was a baseball player. Right. You know? Well, that to me, I will be intrigued by that. Yeah. I will be intrigued by what happens in the top – Five with the Raiders because what happens with Murray and if yeah. they don't take Murray at one how far does he go right Niners yeah. aren't going to take him Jets aren't going to take yeah. him so do the Raiders take him at four what happens there does somebody trade up and try to get him I mean I saw one the other day where he fell to Sam Farmer had one in the LA Times he fell to 13 yeah how about that um so yeah I'll be intrigued by that but it just it's just one of those things that we go through, right? Like, yeah. like I, I'm going through it uh, as part of the divorce where so many things are cool and you're like, yeah, this is good. But one of the things, my family every summer went to Monterey. Yeah. We go to Monterey. Now you go and we'd go to Santa Cruz. You go to the beach, uh, uh, the boardwalk there. Did for seven straight years. And then all of a sudden it's done and they'll, they'll email you, right? Because you're on their email chain. You go... Shit, it's like anything. When when something ends, and for the guys at 1090, it's got to be different now. But when you go, Darren's been there 16 years. Yeah. You go, shit, man, this is the way I drove to work every day. There's the coffee shop that I would see, or I'd go to this sandwich shop, or I would see these people. And then very abruptly, the plug is pulled. And that element of your life, we've all been through yeah. it, right? When you change jobs or or there's change. And they go, man, that's not it. That's kind of how I feel with the NFL draft because of so many different guys. Yeah. Merriman, like you talk about, and and just... Is there one draft that stands out to you more than the others you look back at it? I mean, I, I think the Rivers one always will stand out because it felt like... we. I, none of us like being insulted. None of us like being insulted by the Manning family. And I felt like... It was AJ wasn't going to be pushed around. I felt like we were a community that had been pushed around a lot. We always are. Yeah. And it felt like we had a guy in that said, no, you know what? We're not going to be pushed around, especially by these mouth breathers. And he was. He was pushed around in the end. He drafted his dumb ass and, and he had to trade him. 
Well, yeah, but you got Rivers, Kading, but, and Merriman. But why, why, why would he even go through the process? He told he wasn't going to fucking sign. It was one of those things that didn't make any sense to me. I'm not going to sign with you. But he, uh, again, I'm telling you, you just draft Rivers, then you don't have Kading and Merriman, two guys that helped you win games. Yeah, well, the other guy that you did draft won two Super Bowls. You drafted Eli. Yeah, well, fuck him. And then the shittiest well, picture of all time. Of him holding up that jersey? Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. At least why don't you say face and go, we drafted Rivers because we think he's better. Yeah, this guy sucks. Yeah. But he got extra draft picks. I got it. it. It didn't work out, those guys. Merriman was juicing, and the second he stopped juicing, you better he, take that back. He was the natural. Shitter. Sure was. It was I it, saw him. He got busted. It, it went right in the shitter. It went to Buffalo, and his whole career fell apart. I don't, I don't know that to be true. I saw him often. The vitamin <laughs> shop. Boy, every time I saw him, he had three carrots in his hand. And how did your buddy Nate do against the Jets? Well... He struggled. Okay. He struggled a bit. Nah, I don't have any problem yeah. with that, but it's just. That's the one that stands out, though, that draft? Well, the I one don't blame you. That's a huge draft. I mean, look how many Hall of Famers came out of that draft. Well, and the one where they fucking passed on Palomalu. Yeah. Right? I mean, that that to me was just awful because as a USC fan, I thought Palomalu would have been so great oh, Of course he would have been. Then you pass on him, you trade down, then you end up passing on Nande Asamoah. Asamoah. You passed on Ed Reed at one point. Oh, dude, there, there's one of those drafts that you look at, and whatever that Palomalu draft is, you can go through and look at that entire draft. I think it was 2003, if I'm not mistaken. I'll look it up. They, they literally fucking missed an all-pro player at every pick. Yeah. Every pick in the draft, you missed an all-pro guy by like two guys. It was atrocious. <laughs> it just it was it was unbelievable but yeah but now I, yeah i just i don't feel like i have a team anymore yeah it was 2003 yeah fuckers oh my god just don't even do it tonight but if yeah. you're bored you're listening to this thing go look at the history of the 2003 draft yeah. and look at the names around the chargers you drafted sammy davis one pick before 90 awesome one two yeah but you traded down yeah you, you did trade it down yeah. okay now go to round two Oh my God! Can you yeah. scroll down? Yeah. Even though I said we're not going to do it, it's great. You want to know who they? Uh, yeah, there are a bunch of guys out here that are. Uh, yeah, but but like I think they passed on Ed Reed or Witten. I mean, there were all kinds of guys. Anquan Bolden. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Then Bolden go like three picks after yeah. what they did. Ose Yumanera. Yumanora. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Why are we doing this? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Like, Just to remind us, we're fine. Jason Witten. Yeah, yeah, pass on him. Lance Briggs. Yeah, this is awful. Why are we doing this? I'm not doing this anymore. We didn't need the. We don't need the NFL here. Terrence Keel was taken at 62. Jason Witten was taken at 69. Yeah, fuck him. We yeah. don't need him. Jesus. We got fucking Brian Roach. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, but that's it. What else did I? Oh have my for god, you? that's funny as hell. This is uh, it's brutal. I, I am excited about. The the draft though, I, I, a couple of reasons. One is I'm glad the fact they moved it. I thought it was cool they moved out of New York to Philly mm -hmm. to Chicago to Nashville. Yep. Come on, L.A. You know I think it, it's kind of kind of cool. I, it, the NFL again does such a great job keeping themselves relevant through this entire process. Uh, I want to just change up quick because we're not going to go super late tonight. Uh, a you owe the entire city of San Diego an apology again. Yeah, you gave wrong fucking stats the other day on Lucchese. <laughs> Dude, I literally went to Padres.com and it had their the leaders on there. Well, what'd you have Paddock? Paddock fucking was outstanding okay. today. I, yeah, he was, dude, he was outstanding today. Wow. Really, really good. 
Um, no joke. That had on there that has the squares across, had all the leaders in every category. And if I can handle Lucchese, not my fault they didn't update the website. I think it's your fault. Okay. Um, Luke, outstanding today. Uh, what do you make of Ty France coming up, and how quickly do you put Ty France at second base? This idea uh, that uh, Andy Green, your best friend. Yeah. Uh, Andy Green's like, oh, we're going to give him spot starts here. Why do Why do they keep burying these guys yeah. at the end of the bench? Yeah, you don't give a guy a young guy spot starts unless somebody is just injured. And, and, and It doesn't make any sense, man. If you're going to bring him up, just bring him up to play. I understand Kinsler had the big hit for you today. He just ran into one. Kinsler's been a fucking disaster. Ugh. He's an old man, doesn't have the range he used to have. He, he obviously isn't hitting the ball as well as he should. Kinsler's one of those guys who wish he was on a one-year deal so he could release him by June. Ty France has played... Under 10 games at second yeah. base. But, I, again, for me, Dave, the way the kid was hitting the absolute shit out of the ball, and I get that it's triple A, you're like, all right, well, I've yeah. got a gold glove guy at third. Yeah. I got a pretty impressive kid at, at short. I've got a gold glove guy at first base. Am I nuts to say I'll gamble with France and, and hope that he can hit? Yeah, I'd put France there. I don't know why, but they always say third and second are the two positions that are interchangeable. It seems so strange to me. Like, you would think it would be yeah. second and short, but they always say it's, it's third and second. You uh, see that all the time with, with guys. Let me ask about Tatis leading off. Do you like him as leadoff hitter? Um, I like him, period. Okay. But, I mean, I don't think he'll be there for long, right? No, it doesn't. It seems like the, the book on Tatis is that his strikeout rate is going to be pretty high for a while. It's always had that, though. Yeah, like so it's funny. Why would we you want to lead about... off hitter with such a high strikeout rate? But a lot of people don't. That just it doesn't matter. I guess as far as the way that looks. I just we we covered it the other day. Uh, that guy for me, I just I love watching him play, and I I don't know. And and I thought something really funny today. Written by Bill Center, that was a great kind of one-line yeah. tweet. He goes, "Who gets your vote for Rookie of the Year, Tatis or Paddock?" Right now, he did Rookie of the Year. No, but I mean, like Padre team oh, Rookie of the Year, like oh, I got like you. Rookie of the Year on the team, just going through it. Oh, that's funny. I mean, I would think it's Tatis, but I know what he's saying, right? Yeah, right now Paddock's ERA is at one six seven. Fuck, nine strikeouts, seven innings today. Yeah, one hit. And I think at, at some point had retired 16 in a row. Yeah, it was great. But bringing it back to Tatis, Dave, I, I can't remember a guy that came up through the organization like this Yeah, that was this exciting to watch play. So far, he's lived up to the hype. Yeah. Yeah. How about Yates with 12 saves already? Right. Um, it's good. I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy. 12 saves. It's weren't even to the end of April. Yeah. And now they go on the road. They go to, they go to Washington. They go to Atlanta. Yep. Pretty good. Um, uh, it's just, it's fun watching that team today. God, Paddock had thrown so many fucking pitches. I think he'd thrown 20 pitches in the first inning and you go, God, this is going to be another one, man, Dave, he is just settling in and a kid who already had a ton of confidence. Yeah. Just seems to gain confidence against a, a Seattle team that had been playing pretty well, and just watching him today, he just he looks like a guy that just belongs, right? Absolutely. You know the that the way they started this tough twenty game stretch was impressive. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, you build on it, and again, you go into Washington and you have a great weekend. Um, but but the way they started that was great, and I did not like if I was a gambling guy betting on yeah. sports. 
No way would I say they would have swept the Mariners in two because the Mariners have been destroying everybody. Yeah, and especially today, what was so important was having Paddock go seven and then uh, Wingener, what that fucking kid. The big ugly kid. He's ugly as fuck. He's, well, his he mom can throw a good fastball. Oh, okay. And Yates gets to save. Like, there's nothing that guy does where he's a decent-looking guy. Like, even wow. when he pitches, he's ugly. Wow. He's not a good-looking guy. I don't think he can grow any facial hair. Like, there's nothing to do to hide it. His expressions are terrible. You remember, they, they're offering you know your program a thousand bucks, right? I do like, appreciate I, that. Yeah, And he's great. I'm just saying, the guy's, as a pitcher, he's decent. I think he throws so hard and, and mean because he has a mirror. What do you think of that? I'm trying to just I, shake you up. Dude. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm trying to go there. How, I don't, far, I don't how support, far can I go before you lose your shit on me? I don't like personal attacks. Like I know. That. That would, I did my best right there. I just tried to set you off. It didn't work. I don't like that. <laughs> no, what I thought. You, you know what's funny? 20 years ago, you loved personal attacks. Now you hate them. <laughs> well, not on my team. Guy, you changed. Not on my team. No, nah, you know what? Actually, I, I dig that guy's stuff. I think that guy's good. This sounds, this sounds horrible, what I'm about to say. It's not a shot at. It's going to sound bad. I don't even know how to say it. He reminds me, okay, of a big dude like you go, if that guy was, ah, fuck it. I'm not even going to say it. Say it. No, I'm not. Don't be a bitch. He reminds me of Mark Grant. But 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 because I just goofed on his looks, I'm not saying that. I'm saying as a pitcher, he kind of reminds me of Mark Grant. Kind of a big dude on the mound that threw kind of hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, again, now it sounds like I'm calling Mark an ugly guy. That's not what I meant. Uh, Rocker? Remember Rocker yeah. was kind of that? But I hated Rocker because he was a racist. True. But there were just some of those guys that just came in. Yeah. The point being, what I was trying to get at before you started attacking the kid. You think he gets laid on the road? A lot. Really? Yeah. He's going to clean up. Assuming he's single and available. It's, uh, like that, it's like that scene in A League of Their Own. That girl that could hit, Marla Hooch. Yeah. What do you recommend? A lot of night games. <laughs> <laughs> I'd see that fucking movie in 30 years. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll try to tell you. All right. Sorry. Going an inning with him. Yeah. Inning with Yates. Off day tomorrow. God, how important was that for that bullpen? Oh, big time. That's what we're Huge. saying. You're killing, you're killing that bullpen. Absolutely. So have everybody get a couple of days. You're good, man. Yeah. I liked I, it. Yeah, I, I did too. Again, you should be very, very pleased by the way uh, the, the Padres are, are going right now. By the way, his ERA is... Uh, Trey Wingenter, is that how you pronounce it? I, dude, I have. Okay. Look at the it, way the hell his ERA is three two seven, but he pitches better than three two seven. Yeah. Like I, I, honestly, I, I do like this kid. If the Padres got rid of this kid, I'd be disappointed. I think it's just Wingarten, right? Oh, fuck, dude, I don't know. The other guy, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna mess this one up too. Oh, I don't know vicious? Why, Yes, and I know that everyone pronounces it wrong. Yeah. It's all fucked up. But yeah, it's it, it's funny. I do like this kid. This kid yeah. and, and the personal attack, obviously, tongue in cheek. I wouldn't ever say that about a guy not in today's day and age. But six seven, two hundred pounds. He looks bigger than two hundred pounds. But he's intimidating. Like if the Padres got rid of this guy, I'd be disappointed. Like uh, like if the Padres fall out of it, you know they're going to trade Yates. But they're probably going to get a shitload back. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know, man. I don't know that they're going to be that team to start unloading guys. Let's like say the, Yates has 30, 30 something saves at the All Star break. Shit. Yeah, be great. I mean, and let's say you're, you're a 500 team. You aren't going to bank the playoffs. You might as well trade for a shitload of guys back. See what happens. Yeah, somebody's going to want them. Um, all right, here's my question for you. Okay. Friday morning at 11, uh, off day on Friday for me, which would be great. 
What? Yeah, I have an off day because my kids are on spring break, so I have an off day. I do give vacation. You're a grown time. man. You have spring break. Okay. No, they have it. Okay, go ahead. I'm taking them, Dave, 11 o'clock in the morning to Avengers. Oh, cool. Endgame. Nice. And so for you, yeah, I, w- I was saying, I have buddies at work tomorrow. This cracks me up. These guys are all in their 20s. Yeah. They're all leaving work tomorrow at 2.30 in the afternoon. They are dressing up. They're going to a the- they're going to the theater in Mira Mesa. There's ten of them in this group. They're all getting together at three fifteen yeah. for pizza. Then at like five twenty, they've got ten seats in the theater. Okay. And then afterwards, they have a post movie breakdown for this for Avengers. Okay. Endgame. So they're all they're not like full costume like costume party. But it's shirts and hats, the whole thing. Like they're they're getting into it. And I was saying when my kid's mom was pregnant, and I think we touched on this before, she loved Harry Potter. And there was a midnight book release for a Harry Potter book. I've never read a page of it. But I went at midnight to get her that book, and it, it was really fun. And I love that stuff. I love when people have a passion for it and they get dressed up, even though it's not necessarily for me. I just think it's cool. And I'm just wondering as a kid, outside of sports, did you have anything where you were completely into it? And I'm saying like as a kid into your 20s. Oh, in my 20s. Yeah, not when you were 10. But is there anything that you would have done? Because I don't think I do. And it kind of bums me out. Like I was like I would dress up. I'm not dressed up in my 20s. No, but they're not going full costume, but okay. they have like a Marvel t-shirt, right? Like a No, I was always a huge Superman fan, but right. I wasn't Yeah, I'd wear like hell, I'd wear a Superman t-shirt today. I mean, like yeah. no big deal. I was it was funny, and I watched this movie last night at 1:30 in the morning. You think I'm crazy. But I watched Rocky, okay? Okay. I, honestly, God, I, I was the biggest Rocky fan you could possibly yeah. imagine. I saw every one of them a million times and that would every be one, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was that guy. If Rocky was coming out, you know, a good, you know, let's say Rocky 3 hadn't come out yet and it was going to come out Friday. Hell, dude, I'm taking Friday off. We're going. Right. I want to see Rocky 3. Right. Yeah. That's why, yeah, it kind of worked out cool because it's the last Friday of spring break. That's cool. I mentioned I'm going out of town next week for a do week. Do they have a favorite superhero? I don't know. You never ask really your kids do. if they have a favorite one? I mean, I think now it's a little different. Yeah. When they were younger, they were into all of them. They, um, like they had, they were really Star Wars guys. They were yeah. really big into Star Wars. But I just, like, I'm stoked. But I said to them, I go, I, I hope you find something as you grow older that gives you a kick like that. And who gives a shit if, yeah. uh, if you're doing something kind of silly or, or out of norm? But like these 10 guys, like, Ten years ago, I'd been like, "You guys are the biggest bunch of dorks," but now I'm like, "You're the biggest bunch of dorks." Tell me all about it. I want to hear about it when I see you guys. Like, how's your day? And I'm just cracking up because they think I'm busting their balls, but I'm not. I go, "Let me hear yeah. the whole agenda." Well, we're leaving, and then we're gonna go have pizza, and then we're going to the movie, and then we have a post-movie discussion. And I just go, "Shit, man! There's so much negativity all around us." They're just 10 fucking guys just going and laughing their ass off and all into it. What I've heard is the movie's great. Oh, they always are. 
Yeah, they're really, really good. They're, yeah. They always do a great job with those movies. It's a long one, right? Isn't this the end of it? I mean, obviously by the title, but isn't this, it's over? I I guess, but I, I Dave, I would have never seen these movies yeah. until I had kids, and I've had the biggest kick checking them out. Like, I liked, uh, I liked the Iron Man movies. Yeah. I didn't really see Captain America. I didn't see Thor. I didn't see Hulk. But this group, when they're all together, I, I thought Black Panther was great. Um, do you see these? Like, are you going to see, will you guys see uh, Probably Endgame? not. Probably won't go. Yeah. You know. But, like, I, I don't know. I was just wondering. Yeah, yeah, Rocky, the funny Rocky thing is we saw at one of the radio stations, I can't remember where, we had a Rocky Five viewing party. So it was a packed oh theater God, and everybody's yeah. into it. Holy shit. And I said to my buddies, I go, man, this is good. Yeah. It was a good one. Well, we went like five days later. Word had got out. We were like the only five guys in the theater. <laughs> and they uh, they just stared out. at me like, when does this get good? Yeah. And it was so bad. And they Tommy saved it for the street fight. It was awful. Ugh. The Don King the guy. Yeah, just awful. Yeah, brutal. <laughs> but, when does this get like Yeah, word like got, when. Word got out. At some point, is it going to be better? Is it going to be good? And yeah. No, never. It never got better. Oh, and no, it didn't. It was t- totally brutal. But was, uh, when awful. we're here next week, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to tell you every spoiler of the movie. I'm, <laughs> I won't. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Those actors have tremendous egos, though, right? Every one of them that's in those Avenger movies, whenever you see them together and they're in a late night, it's like fuck, dude. Every one of you guys is annoying as shit, except for Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's great. fine. Oh, Ant Man was great. You want to punch in the face? Yeah. Did you see Ant-Man? No, I never saw Ant-Man. Dude, you and would you love keep, those. You keep telling me Ant-Man's great. No, I yeah, never you s- would like that. No, I never, never saw it. Absolutely. Ah, hell, what can I tell you? What uh, what would Coach say about Ant-Man? Well, Dave, I'll tell you what, with Ant-Man, uh, the one thing about, here's what I find. I find if you start talking about the Avengers movies, it's kind of lazy radio. <laughs> it's not nearly as challenging as trying to have people come up with four people to be your Mount Rushmore in a town where we have one pro team. I mean, come on. The selections are endless. <laughs> I mean, what, you know, Dave, I have to say this, what surprised me today in our Mount Rushmore, do you know, we didn't have one person say master P from the wild cards, <laughs> not one person. And that surprised me a little bit. I have to, I have to be quite frank with you. Nobody said David Abramowitz from the Aztecs. <laughs> That's a good call. That's a good poll right there. Yeah. Nobody said Sweet Gilbert Baptiste, <laughs> former Marine pro boxer from my nights at the El Cortez. Man, you know what was great about the El Cortez? You could get Pernicano's pizza. I'd like two slices of cheese, and you went so good with it, Dave, an ice-cold orange crush. <laughs> I could totally see him ordering that shit. Right? Oh, my god! You'd gosh. be like, what a Tory Pines douche. <laughs> Getting cheese pizza and a fucking orange crust. I'm going to jam the fucking can up your head. Hey. Hey. Ow. Stop it. Get your temper under control, San Diego. <laughs> I just want to enjoy the ball game. <laughs> um, it's so great coming out. I mean, I tell you. Wow, two hours and five minutes. Chris Paddock was humming. That reminds me of some of the games I used to say. I remember Chris Young used to ask me a lot, Coach, how do I shorten up a game? I'd say, well, throw strikes. Get that first strike out over the... 
And he'd say, hang on, hang on, I got to get my notepad. <laughs> Man, I got to get to sleep, Dave. Tomorrow I got a really, really big day. Tomorrow it's going to be, what's your favorite memory of the 98 Padres? going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be great. going to be really challenging. I don't know what the answers will be. <laughs> I don't know. And then I'm going to do, you want to hear this one? You're going to like this one. What's your? Who's a bigger villain, Mark Fabiani or Dean Spanos? That's going to be another good one that I have tomorrow. <laughs> and then tune in, because it's going to be really, really exciting. Doug Scoville is going to be on the show talking about NFL draft. <laughs> I'm going to change that fucking orange crush can off you your motherfucker. <laughs> hey, not come on. I got a tie on. <laughs> Hey, Dave, what do you make of that Lisa Ann? I watched her the other day. She took a big old load right off the <laughs> noggin. I don't, that seemed messy. I look at her. She always has her hair and makeup done so beautifully. And then some guy just shows a complete lack of respect by leaving DNA all over her. Do you think she asked him to do that? Is that in the storyboard when they're planning out the scene? <laughs> the storyboard. You know, people don't know, but I have been one of the biggest subscribers to Pornhub for 25 years. <laughs> Started with Vanessa Del Rio. My goodness, what a Latina spitfire she was, huh, Dave? Huge cans. <laughs> Coach said huge cans is great. That's it. You know what? Fuck that guy. I'm going to do five minutes of coach. That's my payback to him. Dave, I watched a great movie with Vanessa Del Rio. She looked gorgeous. She came out. She had a nice pink, kind of, I would call it a bustier. But goddamn, next thing you know, she was using this guy like a human toothbrush. Arr, 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 arr. <laughs> and I, I said, well, it made me, I'll tell you, Dave, it gave me, uh, gave me a little case of the butterflies. Reminded me when I used to manage some really, I mean, there were three people in the crowd. A couple of them were parole officers. But when I managed junior college baseball and my team was down eight to nothing in the third, I'd have that same kind of butterflies. But then there was a feeling where I said, you know what? I wonder if Miss Del Rio is about to get naked. And son of a gun, if she didn't do it, she did. <laughs> when he's watching, is he wearing his Padre hoodie or his suit? I was wearing uh He's going in Winnie the Pooh style with the suit, no pants, just jacket and shirt. And a shower cap. <laughs> Why is he wearing a shower cap? I gotta keep my hair in place. <laughs> in case Paul Rudy asked me to come in and save his shit show. <laughs> Talking Mount Rushmore. Dave, let's talk Mount Rushmore eighties porn stars. That would be a good show. <laughs> I'm going to start with the lovely uh, Vanessa Del Rio, like I just said. She's really a superstar. Oh, my gosh. And I'll tell you what I would like to do with her. I'd like to spend a weekend in Ensenada having fish tacos at Who Songs. <laughs> Next time I... The coach goes over the border? Well, if she asked me to go, I would like yes. to go with her. And I just think it would be nice as she and I strolled the beach holding hands. Her hands are sticky. <laughs> That's nice. I appreciate the companionship. Maybe taking a ball game. 
Yeah, I'd like to see a ball game or maybe a bullfight. As long as they didn't um, euthanize the bull at the end. Because I'm not a big fan of animal violence. You know what I do like? I like when those little fellas lucha libre. <laughs> and they get kicked right in their little ass. I like that. You know, like that little fellow standing yes. on the end. You've seen that? Guy. Yeah. Oh, he gets cooked like a football. Off. <laughs> Dave, when we get done with the show, I want to ask you if it makes sense from a biological standpoint how Peter North was able to do what he did. <laughs> if it makes sense. <laughs> that seemed unnatural. Oh, my gosh. Hey, by the way, we're watching, before we get on out of here, we're watching the Clippers and Warriors tonight, okay? Right now, in, as we do the show, the Clippers are winning in the third quarter. But Ralph Lawler. Yes. Th- this could be his last game. Mm-hmm. Ralph Lawler, of course, he was here with San Diego when they were the Clippers. The guy is really old. I mean, right. yeah. 80. 80 with, the, with doing what he does with, with the voices going, holding the stick mic, right? Yep. Hold, which is crazy as hell. Why would he go that route? Why don't you just sit there and lean forward? Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, so put a headset on. Yeah, what the fuck's wrong with you, Ralph? You fucking show off? Yeah, I mean, serious. What are you doing? So, anyway, it could be the end of his career. The funny thing about Ralph Lawler, and I think it was, fuck, man, I don't know if it was LA Times or when I saw this last week. Ralph Lawler always used to say the dumbest thing. It was driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. His law was first team to 100 wins. And I go, that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Well, guess what? They ran every single, like, fucking Clipper game that Ralph ever did. Mm-hmm. It was the number was like ninety four point nine percent of the time. First team to hundred fucking one. Is that right? Yeah, I just I was like, this is stupid. <laughs> and, and and they they ran him back. I think it was Plashke did it, and he said, "Fucking a." The guy almost had ninety five percent of the games. He was absolutely right. First team to hundred won those games. Man, Dave, I look at that guy. We talked about him earlier. He was down here when the games were on Kogo. Yeah, I don't remember Ted as the radio. I know Ted did Clippers. Yeah. I didn't realize Ralph had done Charger games. Ralph oh, I said didn't know on uh, Petros and Money that he yeah. had done Charger games for a while. But I remember Ralph being the voice on Kogo. And we would crank call Ralph all Is the that time. Right? Because Ralph would do the Jim Lynham show on Kogo yeah. with John Olive, who's okay. head basketball coach at Torrey. We'd crank call him all the time. We just loved it because we were dicks. Yeah. But I got... I think about it over the years, right? We had yeah. been on the show. Yep. We had, I'm pretty sure we've had Rick Monday on the show. Yeah, we've had Bob Miller. Bob Miller. We had uh, Nick Nixon. Yep. Jim Fox. Yep. All guys that were on, right? But, I mean, plenty of guys that did Lakers from Billy McDonald to others. Exactly. There was never a day when we were like, hey, let's see if Ralph Lawler's available. No, it kind of sucks. Kinda huh? sucks. Yeah, it does. Because he was always associated with a loser. I know, right? but we but, don't want to be associated with a loser. But yeah, no, we worked with Mike, and he's in the Hall of Fame, correct? Mike? Lawler. No, Ralph Lawler. Mike was not in the Hall of Fame. Uh, he finally got in this year. Yeah, I'd been there. That's for ridiculous. Forty years in L.A., man. Yeah. Uh, that to me, Dave, where you go, I've never met the guy, never exchanged a word with the guy. I can't tell you anything. But from people who have. He's a very nice man. And there's a part of me where you go, he's done it at a high level for a very bad team. Yeah. And he's never really until this year gotten out of the shadows of other guys that no, have done it. Never you know? has, never called an NBA finals, right? Never had a ring all those years. Yeah. And that, 
that when you look at it and you go, certain guys yeah. just do it and keep coming back. I don't know. I don't know if Ralph had the opportunity at any point to go to other places. Very good. He is very good. Here's what's funny. I remember um, covering the Clippers in the early 90s, and Bill Fitch was the head coach. Mm-hmm. And the Clippers started out like 0-17. And Bill Fitch said, this team is so bad, we're the only team that could lose 17 games in a row and then go into a slump. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm thinking, Ralph Lawler had to call every one of those fucking right. games. I mean, right. how miserable was that when the sports arena had – like 900 people in it. Like not even 1,000 people would show up to Clipper games. Yeah. But but you would think, because he's the pro that he is, yeah. that he would be acknowledged. And he wasn't. Yeah. Where's, not that our show mattered, but you get what I'm saying. Exactly. You didn't hear him. He's been overlooked his whole career. Well, TNT and Shaq and Barkley and all those guys acknowledge him tonight if, uh, if the Clippers lose this game. Will they say something? Yeah. I guarantee Barkley knows him. I guarantee Shaq knows him. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Did you see that clip of, uh, and then we'll get out of here, Shaq with the squirt gun? Yeah, it was great. Put the gun down, Chuck. Yeah. Put the gun down. God, he just, he just, God, that show's great. The show is really, really that fucking good. It's just great. And Shaq but, is so hard to understand if you talk to him normally, you're thinking there's no way this guy would ever be on TV. But when he He's kept, really good. But when he kept yelling, put the yeah. gun down, and was just drilling Barkley, God, that was funny. Awesome. Hey, I have not watched a second. I don't know anything of it. You're a Game of Thrones guy? I'm a Game of Thrones guy. Is, can't it living it. Up, is it living up to it? I like it. It's setting up for the biggest fight scene in TV history next week. But a lot of things coming. I, it's one of those where I'm sure a lot of people are going, how the fuck did they wrap this show up? The only four of them remaining. Like, is how it, can you wrap it up? Like, is it just, like Sopranos in that sense? Like, how are we going to wrap it up? Like we, No, it just, I mean, obviously Game of Thrones. You're trying to figure sure. who's the last one standing. Okay. It just it's so fucking open. You're like, how the hell's uh, the, who's the last one standing? And I, and you talk about you hear, here's where your question kind of fits me now. Like I was one of those guys. I'm not watching fucking Game of Thrones. But now I, you're into it, right? I didn't watch one of the shows until season seven ended, and I watched last summer, and then okay. I got caught up, and I'm I watched already through three times. I've seen it. Wow. And uh, because it's it's hard to fucking pay attention. There's seven fucking kingdoms, and everyone, no one's not like everyone's name is Mike. Yeah. Everyone is some fucked up name. You know, there's a couple Roberts in there and shit, but the last names throw you off and you can't figure out what the hell's going on, but you got to pay attention to how it goes. I've been listening to these fucking podcasts on theories of how it ends, you know? Oh, no way. And some of them are crazy and, and some of them, you know, are interesting, but I, I talked to some guys who are so into it, like your friends. Yeah. Like they know everybody's last name and middle name and who they wow. married and yeah. shit you didn't even see in the show. And this is what they brought up in season two, episode four. And I'm like, fuck, I didn't remember that. So the the weird thing that happened in the in the show the other day, there was a young girl that was on the show since she was a little kid, you know, from from when it started. The show's been on for ten years. Okay. Well, god dang, this girl all of a sudden takes off all her clothes and jumps on this guy and goes, I want to know what it feels like if I'm gonna die tomorrow. And she gets naked and everybody was freaked out, going, What the wow. fuck? Yeah, it was kinda like shit. Like nobody wanted to see that. Yeah. As I was joking, I was like, Here's Chris Hansen. Hey, take a seat. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I yeah. saw that. Yeah, hey. Okay, yeah, I didn't know what you were talking Come about. Come on in, take a seat. Like, there's not one person that's saying, okay, that was really cool seeing that little girl. But she's not little. She's like in her 20s now. Yeah, but, but it's you, weird, you, right? You picture in your mind that the girl's yeah, seven she's years still old. Yeah, a kid. Yeah, you're like, what the fuck is this? Nobody wanted to see that. Damn. I, I've yeah. never seen a minute of it. And but... I got to let you know, the dragons are fucking cool. And I was so the dragons are ridiculous, funny? and all of a sudden you're into the dragon. And that chick, Amelia Clark's smoking hot. If I was her, I don't know why she doesn't look like that all the time. She, instead, she cuts her hair short and ties it black. Yeah. Nobody recognizes her. Right. She's the like platinum blonde one? The, the one yeah. That, that, that Stern's they, always talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. And for some, she, she lives in, or used to live in Santa Monica by Third Street Promenade. Okay. 
So she'd hang out with the other big star of the show, Jon Snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Name. She says, people ask her all the time, hey, will you take a picture of me and Jon Snow? Yeah, sure. And she's always holding the camera, <laughs> and people have no idea. <laughs> they that don't she, put it together? They never put it together, she says, because she looks so different, but they hang out all the time. Is Dinklage good in that? Peter? Great. He's great, great right? He, make, he makes like some crazy amount dude, of money. He's great. Dude. Like $10 he's million dollars a show or some crazy in. number. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's really good. He's still alive. So, so he's still alive. Wow. So anyway, no, I'm hooked on the show. I can't believe it. I never thought I would be into that shit. I never was into Dungeons and Dragons no, or any of that no. crap. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing, man. Like, I've never seen a minute of it. Yeah. Um, so at least you're asking me questions like sincere, not like Woods who brags about never watching it. That's just dumb to me to say. That's I don't like, like me. It. That's like me saying, ah, fuck, I never, I never went to a SEALs game, so fuck lacrosse. Yeah. Well, I, I can't give you a firsthand experience. That's ridiculous for me to trash it if I never saw it. I, I always have had, and it took me a while to figure it out, but I always had the idea that just because it wasn't interesting to me didn't yeah, mean it wasn't exactly. interesting to somebody listening. Yep. And for me, like, whatever the case may be, my kids and I love the Mission Impossible movies. Yes. Those are the ones yeah. that, Dave, when you talk about movies that come out, we love those. Now, we feel like it's the only, I mean, these Avengers have been pretty good, too. But for us, Mission Impossible, um, starting with Ghost Protocol, and then the one after that where he's hanging outside the plane was okay. Yeah. I feel like that was five. And then this last one was great. Like, yeah. Like, rarely do you see the sequels get better. And we watched two or one or two, and God damn, it was so slow and so boring. And the idea that he's doing everything and scripts it out, the whole thing, uh, I love it. That's where it's at. Yeah. And if somebody came out and was just like, well, fuck that, or the Padres or anything, I'm, yeah, well, who wants to be that guy? Why do you want to be a dick? Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I just, don't understand that one. I got enough shit I can be a dick about, but I'll, I'll tell you, <laughs> I've never seen a minute of it, but I, I think it's really cool. Like, I, I just, I still won't watch a minute of it. Yeah. But I'm I'm really stoked for everybody that's watching. And I'm, sincerely, Dave, I hope it, it feels to me, because we were wrapped into Sopranos. Yep. And, like, Sopranos, to me, I look back at and how much I enjoyed that last season. And I don't know if we liked the last one, whatever. It's I great. did. I liked it. But it was so much fun. Yeah. And there's so much going on with this show. Like, I just hope for everybody that's really It's deep- not going to end the way you want it to end. The show never does. Like, if you, if you like something. sucked. Yeah. Like, like, but I'm saying this show right here, if you like somebody, they're probably going to die. That's the way the show has gone the entire, yeah. every season. Like the last Seinfeld was pretty shitty. Like I'm just I'm trying to think of yeah. of last shows, but this is just one where there's been so much going on, and we won't. I mean, we'll I'll say do it's it. the most popular TV show of all time. Yeah, yeah, and it, and that's one reason your HBO bill is so fucking high. It costs that much money to put it together, and I don't know how they do it. How do you put yeah. a show together that that's filmed in three or four different countries right. and then stick the puzzle together every week? Uh, I I have so many people cross section of friends that are really into it. I'll tell you the other one that's wrapping up. A uh, Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Now I've only watched a handful of those, and uh, I hear Jim Parsons on Dan Patrick, and he yeah. cracks me up. USD guy. Is that right? Yeah. He went to USD. Fuck that guy cracks me. You put up. him on the Mount Rushmore, Coach. Well, I tell you, Dave, he's really good. He's really good. Now I don't know necessarily if things got a little heated. If we were, let's say, we were over in uh, in Solana Beach. 
we're down there at the Belly Up. We're enjoying a good show from Tim Flannery's band. And you know the crowd that shows up there, they love that good folk music. But sometimes <laughs> it gets a little heated. I don't know that Jim Parsons is the guy that I need on my team. No, I like you don't. I like him on the bus <laughs> when we got a long bus ride to Sacramento State. Um. <laughs> But I've never I've I haven't watched enough Big Bang Theory to be I know who all the people are. Yeah. But that's another show. There were so many people have been into it for so long and they have like five left. Yeah. yeah it's go, almost, almost over. It's kinda of weird that they're they they canceled that show or they decided in that show when it's still at the top. Yeah. Where Modern Family's dog shit and thank God that one's coming to an end. Yeah. But you go like for, for Big Bang and yeah. for um my wife watches it every week. Bing Bang. I've seen every episode just because I'm with her. Yeah, for Game of Thrones. Yeah. man, like I, no, no, I, Bing Bang Theory. I've no, seen every episode. I know, episode. but yeah. I'm just saying for both of those, yeah. for the people that are really invested in it, man, I I hope it. I hope they nail it for you. I really yeah. do. I hope they nail it for you because it just, yeah, I just know how much. Yeah. I think it's great just from watching from the outside. I, I think it's really. It's fun. the one show that Josh Reed and I all watch together. That Game made, of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Like Josh just finished. The last episode of season seven before season eight started. He finally caught up. So do you watch it live on yeah. Sunday nights? We Yeah, we try to. We try to watch it live. Like, we get ready for that shit. Not like we're, you know, counting down the hours, but we're like, hey, six o'clock, because we watch the East Coast. Yeah. Feed. Six o'clock, we get excited like the Super Bowl. Like, we're, we're like that into it. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's exactly what I was saying earlier. Going out at midnight and getting the Harry Potter book yeah. because my wife was pregnant, not feeling well. I loved all that. I didn't know anything going on. I tell my sons, I remember years before they were born, yeah. taking their older brother, my stepson, to GameStop. I'd bust him out because his mom would fall asleep. He was like 15, and I'd bust him out at 11 o'clock at night. We'd go down to GameStop when they yeah. did the Madden release. Now, that was different because I liked it. Um, yeah, I think that I think that's great, man. And I, I just I encourage my kids to try to find something that they have a passion for. And I've said to their mom, I go, look, if they get to something that's kind of fun yeah, and they want to do a midnight camp out, I'm going to support them on it. I, I those the not like black Friday shit. Yeah. I hate the idea that you make people work on Thanksgiving night. That kind, that kind of shit bugs me. But if it doesn't really impact anybody else who's just going out and having fun, yeah, I wish I had more of that shit. I, I think it's really cool. Good on all of it. All right, I want to knock these out real quick. Yep. Then I have a big sports question for you since we're not going to see each other for a couple of days. All right, when I went to Brian Curry, Brian Curry is just one of the best guys you're going to meet. Also, he's a guy that's going to handle the biggest investment of your life. When you talk about buying property, there's nothing more important than the house that you buy, the neighborhood you buy it in, and exactly what your future is and how long you're going to stay in that house. Brian Curry is your guy to answer all your questions about the real estate market, which way it's going, and exactly what you should do with the current house you have. Is now the right time to move into the house of your dreams? Is now the time to say, you know what, everybody's out of the house. Maybe it's time to downsize, but maybe move into a nicer neighborhood. Brian Kerr is your guy, 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. Brian's also your guy for property management. If you need someone to manage your property, make sure you call our friend Brian Curry. Yeah, I can't wait to do it. And we're just saying tonight, going to be a fun day coming up in a couple of weeks when I get back, Dave. We're going to put together a sponsor lunch, and we're just going to go hang out, have some fun. We'll probably go to Phil's Barbecue, one of our favorite places. No, we're not going to Phil's. <laughs> Nothing against Phil. I was kidding. Did I have my head down? I was like, what the fuck did you say? Um, but I appreciate these guys so much. Yep. And it was I'm watching, I'm streaming a hockey game tonight, a junior hockey game from okay. Canada. 
watching it earlier this afternoon. And one of the commercials comes on, and it's a guy who does real estate up there. Hey, I hear a lot of people talking about the market. Hey, what do they know? You know who knows? I know. Tune in. And I'm like, what a dick. Like, I, that's the last guy. Yeah, exactly. I don't need somebody doing that. And I just sat there and I go, man, we're so lucky to be friends with Brian Curry and yeah. to tell you guys about it. Because, yes, Brian knows what I don't know, what Dave doesn't know, what I'm assuming a lot of you don't know. But he's sure not going to make you feel dumb about it. He's yep. going to take you inside the circle. He's going to take you through the path. And I think, God, I just read that article, incredible article about the new apartments that have gone in across from Petco Park. And maybe you're like me where you're at a certain point, you go, hey, you got a little money. And do I want to buy or do I want to rent? Do I want to deal with the idea of a mainline break or do I just want to have the, the landlord do it? Dave, this article in the paper about these new apartments that have gone into Petco yeah. Park, it is 600 square feet for a studio apartment and the rent is 2300 a month. Wow. And the last time I checked, on a mortgage payment in La Mesa for a two-bedroom, two-bath with a nice little back patio and a garage that had pool and tennis courts and everything else was about 1400 a month. And that's about 1,200 square feet. And you go, man, this is, that's a home. Like, yeah. what, what do you, how do you define home? And Brian Curry is going to help you find that. Yeah. But... So that's for your girl on the side is the one downtown. Hell yeah, Dave, that is. <laughs> Not for me. I'm happily married. I've been happily married for a long time. But I tell you what, I tell you what, for a lot of you young lions out there, yeah, maybe uh, Vicky Del Rio, Vanessa's young younger yes. sister calls. Says, hey, I got one of these $12,000 apartments. It's 411 square feet. Come down, we'll try hats on. Um, what the fuck? Hey, Dave, I don't know. There's no script here, Dave, all right? Give me a break. Um, yeah, when you look at it, you go 2400 a month for a rent yeah. that you get nothing out of. Uh, that's when you need to get it get it together and give Brian Curry a call. And and especially, too, yep. if you're looking to sell or upgrade, holy cow. Look at that and say, wait a minute, what am I paying and what am I getting for it? Uh, Brian Curry's your guy. Exactly. Brian's Curry's whole life is real estate, and he knows what he's doing. Yes. He knows whole life is real estate. Who's a professional poker player now? Who's that? Tom Vu. <laughs> Do you like beautiful girl? <laughs> Do you like fancy car? No. <laughs> what happened to him? Dude, no joke. I just looked it up while you were talking. Tom Vu lives in uh, Orlando, Florida right now. He's 61 years old, and he's a professional poker player. He lives down there with that guy, Ken, who took out all the newspaper ads. <laughs> Remember that guy who would show up? Yeah, I never understood that shit. All I do is take out yeah. one ads across the country. And I make a fortune. That's what he claimed. Yeah, but none of it made any fucking sense. Whoever looked at the fucking one ads? <laughs> I never understood. That's a great one. What the fuck was that all about? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Always nodding his head. Yeah. Yeah. Who are the two dwarfs? Remember they, the, yeah, they were the power brokers. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know what happened to those crazy guys shit either. In the late eighties, yeah, yeah, all that shit, all those infomercial guys. Yeah. Ron Popel, yeah, 
See, I'm bald here. Not anymore. Not anymore. He's just spraying it on his head. <laughs> just a can of. <laughs> Set it. Cry, forget it. Krylon and shit. Krylon, yeah. You got fucking Johnny Bench just spraying his fucking head. Yeah. Check it out. Check it out. Look in the wind. It's good. It's good. Don't let anybody push you in the pool. <laughs> Don't do that. And while you're doing it, we're going to make fried eggs <laughs> on this nonstick pan. <laughs> that, that is it. Anybody want a tuna melt? It won't stick. What? <laughs> how about some salmon? Your house will stink for a month, but guess what? Look how easy this pan is to clean. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> exactly. Fuck him. Jesus. The best thing is they aren't related to that guy. That guy would wear you out oh Thanksgiving. My God. Selling you shit nonstop. Explaining every gift he yeah. gave you. Exactly right. Hey. Oh, great. Not Something. strong enough to open a pickle jar? Guess what I got you. Pocket fisherman. <laughs> Let's take it out back. <laughs> Nana, let it go. What? Let it go, Nana. What? What are we fishing for? Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Ron just has a meltdown. You always liked Richard better. (laughs) What the fuck? Hey, Dave, come here. Bring that shirt over here. Let me tear a button off and look at how... Hey, what the fuck? My new shirt, Ron. <laughs> well, it's going to be even newer. I got this. How are you going to make it newer, Ron? Make no sense what you just fucking I got said. this pocket button fixer. <laughs> what a dick he was. Hey, that shirt's going to wrinkle. Let me iron it while you're wearing it. Right here. Look at Dave. <laughs> it's Does that feel good? No, it doesn't. I can't feel my left nipple. And we're taking all the knots out of your shoulders at the same time because not only is it a steaming iron, but it's a massager, too. Oh, my gosh. Hey, our good buddy Dan Williams. We saw him tonight. We did see him. Dan's your, Dan's your guy I look for investments. This is he's one of those. dick. No, it's cool as hell. He's Here, great. Here's the deal with, with, with Dan. And honestly, whether you're a 22-year-old kid, you're a 52-year-old man, you're a 42-year-old man, you're 62 and you realize you fucked this up. Here's the deal. What about your retirement? What are you going to yeah. do? People are freaking out right now, especially as we talked about the tax return money isn't what you thought. If you're one of those guys, I'm going to stick it towards my retirement. If you're doing that, you're already behind the eight ball. Yeah. Dan's going to break things down for you as far as, do I have enough money to survive the rest of my life? How much longer do I have to work? What am I going to do? Dan is obviously one of the best guys we know. That's why we brought him on part of the show. We love everyone that advertises on the show, but he's a really good guy that has supported the show for a long time. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, you're a veteran, he gets people educated, and that's the problem. People aren't educated on this. This is one of those things they should teach you in school because people are lost on how to look for their future, thinking it's not going to something they can put off over and over again. And guess what? They end up getting in trouble. Make sure you call our good friend Dan Williams, 858-688-6813, 858-688-6813. Yeah, it's the opportunity to get you educated. And in front of me, I've got a copy of Dan's book, which while I'm not personally eligible for this, God, I think this is so great. The book is How You Can Purchase a Home with No Down Payment Using Your VA Loan Eligibility. I love that, man. I love that we have programs in place to benefit those of you that have been in the military. You may not even know you qualify, and that's why giving Dan a call will be so great. 
But you can also get Dan's second book, which is How to Purchase a Home with No Down Payment. That's the one we just talked about. But you can also get Borrow Smart, Repay Smart. Yeah. That's really big because it was the one thing, Dave, that I saw years ago, and I've talked to Dan about this. When you're helping people do debt consolidation, it's a two-layer thing, which is borrow smart, but also knowing how you repay that loan smart to make it work to your uh, your benefit. Here's how you can get both books, and not only can you get them, you can get them for free. Go to sandiegolending.us slash Dave Jeff. sandiegolending.us slash Dave Jeff. Here's the other great thing. There's going to be a link to Dan's website up on our website at DaveAndJeffShow.com. And everything just like for Brian Curry, just for Dan Tyler, uh, for Al Taylor, the whole group, all of them are going to be right there in one place for you. And coming up next week, we've got a fantastic testimonial from from a guy right here in the neighborhood that yep. Dan helped out. We're going to share that story with you, too. But if you are like me and you go, hey, I'm getting ready. Maybe it's your second home or your third home or, heck, first-time home buyer. Dan's the one you want to talk to. Make sure all the money's done right. Find the house with Brian Curry, and then your next call is to Dan to help finance it. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. Dan's also a great follow on Twitter because he's the guy who reminds Dave every day that Dave's one step closer to owing everybody a thousand bucks. That sucks. That's absolutely true. I hey, like uh, that he called you an Andy Green insulter. <laughs> Which so I'm, funny. I'm my favorite guy. I'm the only guy that yeah. get a number 14 Andy Green jersey. Buddy hug. There you go, buddy hug. Hey, uh, Ryan Barkley, looking to fix up your property? Guess what? Barkley Landscape, that's the way to go. I did the same thing. My front lawns never looked better. After complaining about it for years and years, my front yard and my backyard looks absolutely great. He can do the same for you. Many of you have called Ryan and his dad, Scott, as they do everything you want, from erosion control to retaining walls to a new front lawn like I had, or just someone to go and, and basically take things away and go, you know what? Yeah. My backyard is a, is a train wreck. It's been bad for a long time. My front yard is bad. It's embarrassing. Ryan's direct number is 619 619-669-8000. 619-669-8000. I saw a thing in L.A. You know what they're doing in L.A. because of all the rain, yeah. which brought all the weeds up? They brought in like 400 goats. <laughs> I'm like, you don't need to get 400 goddamn goats in your backyard. You call Barkley Landscaping. Call and Ryan. then use them for yoga afterwards? What's the deal with goats? I don't know. But I think, Dave, while we are getting the rain and, and there's a chance even that we're going to get more, you're seeing it all around. I wish the city of Carlsbad would call Barkley Landscaping because now... Like, that's the thing. It's all nice, and you go, it's green, and then all of a sudden there's weed shooting up everywhere. Yeah. And I always say, man, with the rain comes the warm weather, and we're not that far away from summer. I mean, it's May. We're going to be into May in a week, and uh, all of a sudden you got to start thinking about it, and that's the thing. Take advantage of it. Yeah. The other great thing that you can say to Ryan is, hey, We'd been without rain for so long that I'd kind of done the drought-resistant plants. But now that it kind of feels like it's circling around, what else can I do? Perfect guy to call. They've been doing it for a long, long time. They'll get you all squared away. Absolutely. Also, Alan Taylor, Taylor May Pools. Him and Amy are absolutely fantastic. Talked to Amy today. Just great checking in and uh, just great people to have friends. They're the people right there that will give you that dream pool as well. More than 20 years in San Diego. Look, if you don't have a pool, yeah. but you've always wanted one. I'm one of those guys that has pool envy. I wish I right. had a pool. 
I wish my backyard was right to uh, put a brand new one in, but I would love to go over the ideas of how I think I would do it. The color of the water, even, you know, how would the bottom of the pool look? How would everything around it look? I've thought about this one thing for more than 20 years. Alan Taylor's your guy. My wife and I talk about moving just so we can get a pool from Taylor made pools. If you're one of those people that are lucky enough to have that backyard space and you're thinking about it, talk to Alan Taylor, but if you already have a pool and it just needs to be in the right working condition for summer, he does it all to make sure your pool is up with the best technology. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Man, I tell you, you're noticing a theme, and it's one of the themes that we put together with the partners that we're so lucky to have with this podcast, and they all can help your home. Brian Curry is going to help you find the home. Ryan Barkley is going to make the yard look great. Dan Williams is going to make sure that financially you're all set. And then because all of those things are happened, you're going to have the ability to say, yeah, I want a tailor-made pool, man. I want what Dave and Jeff have talked about for years because I know that the quality is going to be great. Friends are going to come over and they're going to come and take a look at this and go, man, I was expecting that one-lane pool with the cheap blue rope. This thing's outstanding. Yeah. Then guess who's going to call? Stu Siegel. Because he's going to say, I'm bringing back Renegade, and I need to film episode four, five, and six with Morgan Fairchild in your backyard. But I tell you what, if you're sitting back there with a hose, yeah, hosing down Ron and Richard and Nana with their pocket fishermen, that call's not coming. <laughs> Stu Siegel's going to call your neighbor. And all those trucks are going to come in and catering, and guess what? You're going to walk over there. Trying to reach your hand out, get a couple of Nilla wafers. No fucking chance, kid. So if you want to live the life, like I said, with Lorenzo Lamas, <laughs> that big, tall Indian guy may have passed away. I feel like he died, but whatever. Search with the call to tailor-made pools. It's a butterfly effect, Dave. It is. It absolutely is. And finally, uh, Kyle Fluger. Of course, the website has been great for us, and he's helped guys like Dan Williams out and many of our other friends. Kyle's your guy for the website, 619-500-6621. Don't think you can do it yourself. You can't. You can't. 619-500-6621. Yeah. Boy, our site looks so good. JoJo Tarantino has put together a new blog. It is so damn funny. I love JoJo's blogs. They are outstanding because they're so – we can all relate to them. Yeah. But sharing stories from the road. It's what I've talked to him. Glenn Geffner will have more blogs. I'll have blogs coming from the road next week. And it's just great. But I love the look of the website. The content is going up. All of it's super fun. And our, a special thanks to Kyle. So if you look at it, you like it, hey, trust me. If your site looks a lot like ours in a couple of months, it's the nicest compliment we can have. We love ours. DaveAndJeffShow.com. Check it out. You'll see why, and then give Kyle a call. There we go. All right, so uh, a lot going on as far as you traveling, so the NFL draft, the Game of Thrones we discussed, and everything else. I'm going to ask you right now, NBA Finals, okay? Prediction. Uh-huh. Who's in the NBA Finals? NBA Finals will be the Golden State Warriors and the Toronto Raptors, and I'm going to take the Raptors to win it. Wow, that'd be something else. If that's the case, does Kawhi come to the Clippers still? Uh, No. You think it stays in Toronto? Yeah, but I think Durant goes to the Clippers. Do you really? Why not? I think Durant's going to the Knicks. You think so? I think him and Kyrie. That's just my guess. All right, I'm going to go a little upset mode on that. All it's right, kind of funny hear. that you picked Toronto. I have Toronto, too, in these. Do you really? Yeah, even though right now the Celtics look really good and Toronto doesn't look as good as I'd hoped. Um, I had Toronto as soon as Kawhi went there. I think Toronto's going to the NBA Finals for the first time in their history. Wow. And they're playing the Rockets. 
Really? And Toronto is God. the team I'm rooting for. I'm God, rooting I'm for Toronto. Just... I hate fucking Houston. But um, I do, Dave. Like, I, I hate all the. I, I hate, hate Harden. James Harden. I do t- James Harden's the worst thing to happen to fucking uh, sports. Yeah, he's uh, it's like he's the equivalent of a manager going out and changing pitchers every two batters. These fucking fake calls where he has to shoot free throws are ridiculous. They got to find a way to get that taken yeah. care of, right? It's it's, it's, it's awful for the game. Yeah. I uh, but the Rockets almost beat the Warriors last year. That's why I'm going with the upset this year. I'm going to war- a Rockets knock off the Warriors. And I'm, if I had to bet money, I'd take the Warriors. But if, but just as an upset sake, I'm going Rockets Raptors in the finals. It'll be kind of wild being there next week. I don't know when that series starts, so I get there a week from tomorrow. So we'll have a couple yeah. of shows between yeah. now and then. But um, being there for the Sixers Raptors, that's a good matchup. Pretty crazy. That, that's a good matchup. And fuck Ben Simmons, I hate him too. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Dude, I, not a fan. I, I think he's overrated as hell. If I was setting up defense against the Sixers, yeah. I'd say when Simmons comes down the court, I don't want you to pick him up till the free throw line because he can't fucking shoot. And Embiid's a punk. Wow. Joel Embiid's a punk. Fuck the Sixers. Wow. Coming in hot. And I don't like J.J. Redick unless he's wearing a Laker uniform next year. He won't be. <laughs> Can I ask you this? Go ahead. A week, and then we'll end. Is this a shot at my Lakers in a second? Yes. Great. Dave, you have to admit, they, they've become... The Knicks is what they become. They've become the Knicks, and they remind me a lot of the way the Clippers used to run. Yeah, it's really bad. Jeannie Buss, who used to be so loved and respected in L.A. She doesn't know what to do. Her father was beloved in L.A. Yep. She's a joke. Yeah. The idea she's letting Linda Rambis. That's insane. And Kurt Rambis and Rob Polinka. Like, what happened to Jeannie? Dude, she's lost. She's completely lost. She doesn't know what to do. But you don't. Come on. She's getting run right over. She, this is where nice guys finish last. Jerry West should be the guy running the Lakers. They completely blew it. Right. You can't let Jerry West inside that building run the Clippers when there's a statue of Jerry West outside the building in a Laker uniform. Right. He's the fucking logo. Yeah. Every championship you won in L.A., Jerry West touched, either as a player or as a guy that put players on the team. Man, the headline in the L.A. Times from Bill Plaschke today was from first class to coach. Yeah. You used to be a first class organization. It's true. It's embarrassing. And, I mean, the Luke Walton story. Thank I don't, God that it happened with him with the Lakers. Wow. If you're the Kings, you have to look into firing him. I don't know. They're hiring assistant coaches oh, right shit. now. So They're I, telling the assistant coaches, you might be head coach in a couple minutes. Yeah. Telling Dave, Dave Yeager, yeah. don't get too far down the road. I don't Look, I don't know that story. I don't know what happened. I don't know what she felt like timeline. I don't have any idea. Um, I don't know. But yeah. I'm looking at a Lakers. It's always a dangerous subject to talk about. It's well, it's, you know, Woods and uh, Ben put a lot of time into it yesterday. It made me nervous for about 20 minutes. I'm like, did they talk? take a side? They didn't really take a side. It was it was almost too much of hey, you, 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 where are you going with it? You know, we all want mm-hmm. Luke to be the good guy because he's a Saint Echo guy. Uh huh. But at the same time, if he did something terribly wrong, then he deserves every punishment coming his way. We don't know. Yeah, we. Th- that's it. We don't know what happened. So. We'll find out, and legally, I don't know. Yeah, I've never, I've never, I wasn't there. You yeah. and I weren't there. I don't know either party. How do you prove it? I don't know. I mean, it's it's a long time ago. He's been married eight years. He has a couple of kids now. How do you prove it? Yeah, it, it's man, I I I don't get it. Like I I don't know either party. Yeah. So I I saw everybody freaking out about the timeline. I mean, she was working at Sportsnet. Yeah. She's here. He's involved with the Lakers. Um, again, 
and I don't know. We'll see how the end plays out for that. You just kind of watch it, and uh, yeah, if you don't know, you better you better be real careful if you're going to draw a line in the sand and and stick your flag in the ground and exactly. make your opinion felt. If you if unless you really are confident in the information you have, I have no idea. Exactly right. I tell you, man, those those are those are dangerous uh, dangerous roads to uh, to go down, especially in this business and everything else. It can come back to bite you. Speaking of guys that you don't understand that mm-hmm. are in trouble a lot, Tyreek Hill of the Chiefs. Wow. I mean, he punches a pregnant woman in the stomach. Yeah. He's still playing in the NFL. He has his kids taken away from him by law enforcement. Yeah. Found nothing. He's still playing. But yet, right. if you smoke weed, you're suspended for fucking four weeks. Right. Uh, get him out. Like, I, mean, I understand he's a tremendous talent. He's a bad guy, man. Right. There's they, no but, way in hell you'd let your kid wear a Tariq Hill jersey. Am I right? No. He punched a pregnant woman in the stomach. Dave, I saw a story today, and I, I think we get it as parents. Man, you see that story of that five-year-old boy who's in Wisconsin, and the parents have been arrested, and they wrap this kid in plastic, and they bury him in a shallow grave, right? Yeah. And you look at this kid, right? Uh, my sons are 11 now. They feel like they were five yesterday. Your sons, it feels like it was yeah. yesterday when they were five. Yeah. All of us, I mean, I'm watching the pictures of Bo out at the Padre game. And I saw somebody today who just wrote, there are so many people, and we know plenty of them, that struggled to have kids, that did everything they could to have kids, that would have given that little boy a sweet, loving home, right, where you go, this kid should just have a pup and should have a fish and a hamster and a bed. And I'm just like, man, what the fuck happened to people? Exactly. Right? Like, what, what the fuck is going on where this sweet little kid age five is that's the life he he was drawn and i i just man i just for my kids i always say they're they're my best friends they they've been great to me we've been through a lot together and they're my best friends and i i just i'm i'm so thankful that they're in my life and i'm so heartbroken for that little boy and i just look at those parents and i'm just like those fucking people should just be executed tonight yeah, absolutely. what gives a fuck? Well, that hurt them and uh, and them and that girl that put those puppies in that goddamn trash bin. Dude, another one. Yeah, well, those are people right there. You just have two group of people, two groups of people where you go. How do you share a planet with guys like that? Yeah, like how does your head work that way? I don't know. I I'm not a hundred percent convinced that I'm running for governor because yeah. I've been pretty busy with a lot of other things. Will you run as coach? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> I'll run. I had a couple times. Listen. When I was at Torrey Pines, one of the things that we used to do is we'd go over to the kids at Santa Fe Christian. So it's hard to talk about because it brings me emotional. But we toilet papered the, the campus. <laughs> and I'm sorry. <laughs> and I know it would come out. I know the those assholes, John Maffey. Yeah. That no talent son of a bitch <laughs> trying to bury me for my entire career. <laughs> and I don't even know where he writes right now. The, the La Mesa career. But all of a sudden, how can uh, editorial from John Maffey? How can we vote for a guy who toilet paper to campus? How many times can I say I'm sorry with fake tears in my eyes? Um, if I run for governor, and I'm not convinced. I mean, a guy today said I should be governor, and I, yeah. I had a nice ring to it. I like it. You can take everybody to a ball game. Yeah, um, I'm gonna have instant execution. That woman okay. would just be like. 
And you know how she's going to be executed? Same way. Uh, no, what I'm going to have, and it's the same thing for these parents. It's going to be great. We're going to sell tickets, and we're going to lower gas prices by doing it. Fuck Carl DeMaio's idea. That didn't work. This is mine. We catch that lady. Yes. We take her right down to the village, and in the village, because Steve Woods is going to need a job. Okay. We're going to have Steve Woods, <laughs> Craig Elliston. He can have a heater. We're going to set up a giant mouse trap. Okay. Giant mouse trap that Steve's going to drive around in a van that's going to have our logo painted on the side of it. Okay. I'm bringing you along too. I don't know what Thanks. your role will be. Well, don't thank me yet till I determine your role. You may be the guy answering my fan mail. Oh, no. But we're going to lay that lady who, who threw those puppies in there. We're going to lay her right on the stomach and we're all going to count down three, two, one. Not that you're going to fucking snap right across her and she's done. Steve, get rid of that body. We're going to Cali. Steve, get rid of the body. <laughs> Wrap her up and throw her right in that fucking trash can. Where she threw those puppies. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and we're going to have a raffle. And five winners are going to get a kicker. Kicker carcass <laughs> right in the ass on the way out. What, what was Tamayo's idea now? Uh, it's the only fucking guy. The gas prices are nine dollars yes. a fucking gallon, and that dipshit is so annoying. We couldn't even. We he wanted to lower gas prices. He said his thing would have lowered gas prices by a buck twenty-five across the board. By what? How would he do it? He was getting rid of all the gas taxes, but we all hated him, and we're like, yeah. this goofy bastard wants us to vote for something. Watch your wallet. But that's my idea. That's what I'm going to run on. I like it. So that lady with the puppy, she's like, yeah. no, no, no. And we just bring Woods in there because he know he'll have some. I know that he can afford aviators, but he'll have kind of those. You know, we'll put him in those glasses they give away at like the Padre game. Yeah. And he'll just show up with that. I like I kind of like the idea of him having a heater. I did too. He would have and, a heater. And the crowd would be Woods, 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 yeah. Woods. And he'll just stuff a sock in her mouth. <laughs> Shut up. Game over, honey. We'll give him some tagline, right? He's kind of edgy like that. I like it. It was his own t-shirt. Game over. Game over. And then Paul will come in, and anybody who's like that, those parents, yeah. Paul will just sweep the leg. Fuck, maybe Johnny Lawrence. Johnny Lawrence, what's he up to? We'll just sweep the fucking leg. We just put it out. Three, two, one. Crack. Woods, get rid of the body. Watch the crime goes down. Holy shit, I'll like have my choice of first ladies. Look at you. You can just run on Jeff Dotseth. Cutting crime one, one mousetrap one at a mouse time. One mousetrap at a time. <laughs> go, go, go. I'll tell you what, and this is why I'm classy. Yes. Do you know where we're going to do the first ones? Where? Where they need it the most, in IB. IB is where you're going? Okay. We're going to bring it down there. Now, goddamn, bring a, bring a wet sock because it can stink down there when that Tijuana River Valley gets a little <laughs> heated. That's all right. We'll do it down there. We'll we'll help the neighbors that need it most. We'll take her out. There, I like it. There you go. Yeah. Anybody who badmouths Andy Green? No. No. Uh, you don't qualify for that. What but about heard- what about Trey Wingender? Gender or whatever. <laughs> Can't get his name right. I owe that kid an apology before the end of the show. I just do want to right say the now. record straight. I am a hundred percent. I was trying to get under Jeff's skin. Yeah. And now I feel really bad because I am a fan. Yeah. Kid is nails. Love that guy. Huntsville, Alabama guy. God damn, you back. Yeah. Oh. 
You backbiting son of a bitch. <laughs> you backbiting son of a bitch. All right. Um, I have no idea what our schedule will be. I know we'll be here Monday night. Okay, good. We'll be here Monday night, and then um, it might be might be Monday, Tuesday next week. I'll okay. let you watch Game of Thrones on Sunday, but we'll definitely be back. So we'll see you on Monday, everybody. All right. Good deal. All right. Sorry.